All right, everyone. How you doing? I'm Sergio from the Dodgeball Podcast, and here with me I have Phil Chan from the Dodgeball Dudes, and Peter Fan and- from the Dodgeball Dudes, the other Dodgeball Dude. <laughs> so it looks like we got the the two Dodgeball Dudes here. I reached out to them roughly two months ago uh, to get this on. Um, their YouTube their YouTube channel is growing, and uh, I'd like to get their story and getting their idea, not just or getting their story out there, not in so much the podcast itself, but their journey in Dodgeball and what led to it. So let's kind of get some uh, preliminaries out of the way. Um, between the two of you, who's been playing the longest? We both started at the same time. Really? Yep. So uh, let's get you straight to the story, hey? So uh, back in 2008, I opened up a game store. It's Eclipse Games Puzzles Novelties. We have it in two locations in Parramatta and Liverpool in Sydney, but only two months ago we closed the Parramatta store and we have the one store in Liverpool left. Um, really cool store with board games, jigsaw puzzles, collectibles, um, anything cool and exciting and fun, you name it, we got it. And Peter is a magician. He's a magician? I am a magician. He's a magician. Been doing, away, magic for, uh, been doing magic for 12 years now. Oh, wow. I'm a bit retired now as a magician, but I actually came to Phil's store in Parramatta because I was really interested in his playing cards that he sold. And as a magician, playing cards is just like, it's it's what you need. And so that's how I really met Phil for the first time. And um, yeah, Phil, take it away. So playing cards brought us together. Uh, we did <laughs> yeah. magic. We did cardistry. It's an art form where you just play and shuffle cards. Um, Later down the track, we were, we got no, we got word that there's a cardistry convention in Germany that we wanted to go to. And uh, that kicked off a three-week um, journey there, just purely just friends making memories in another country and drinking lots of beers, eating lots of pork crackle and pork knuckle. and schnitzels. Chicken schnitties. Yeah, we're getting so fat. <laughs> and then, oh my gosh, we come back from Germany. I was the heaviest I was, maybe like 84 kilos or something. And I wanted to lose weight. I played Oztag. Uh, for one training session, I s- screwed up my ankle, and uh, I was like, nah, I'm not playing Tag anymore. I wanted to play another sport, and I loved Dodgeball the movie. I watched it so much, you know, so it was the one thing. Ben Still and Vince Vaughn are, are, are legends in, in my eyes. And, and you could uh, probably repeat all the lines from the movie. Yeah. I'd rather probably. you didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, We, we I know. hear it too often from non-Dodgeballers, it's, it's, so yeah, let's just exactly. not hear it anymore. <laughs> And, uh, and obviously, yeah, I don't know, like, I just wanted to see if there was a dodgeball league in Sydney, typed in dodgeball in Sydney, and there's a dodgeball league called Dodgeball Sydney. And uh, I need a team. And Peter, being, like, my, one of my best mates, someone I see as my little bro as well, and we've been on trips together, it's like, hey, do you want to play some dodgeball? And it, without a, without any hesitation, fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, you said little bro, how old are you, Phil? I am 31. Yeah. Okay, you look, look like, like you just got out of high school, personally. Um, yeah. I'm like, I thought you were like some intern that Phil hired or something. <laughs> I, I started my business in 2008. So That is incredible. Yeah. I started when I was 18, and I'm 31 now. Yeah, um, and I'm 25. So I am kind of his little brother. And you both are kids compared to how old I am. Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's cool. So you guys pretty much had a magical meeting, so to speak. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so to speak, definitely. Yeah. Um, I guess dodgeball was 
the the first thing, and then it it sort of just transitioned to. Uh, or we're gonna do the discovery of uh, the Phil and Peter show. Hey, <laughs> yeah. So it was until I think last year. So we've been doing dodgeball for at least five years. Yeah. So since twenty, I think it was twenty nineteen was when we started. Oh no, it was probably twenty sixteen. No, twenty sixteen is when we started. Yeah. And twenty sixteen. So it's been about six years now, and yep. then five years into the journey. So last year we actually went to a friend's wedding. And I remember Phil just got so drunk so <laughs> and he drunk. just had, he just it was so full of love and he was like, Pete, let's, I love you so much. Let's, let's do something together. And I was just there holding the space for Phil and I was just like, I'd, I, I want to see you more. I want to see you every week, not just at dodgeball, but like, I want to do stuff with you. Like we have such a good chemistry, such a good relationship. So why not, you know, do something together? And uh, yeah, so the first thing we thought of was like, let's just start a podcast. We had no idea what we wanted to do <laughs> about a podcast, but like, we just want to jump on camera and just talk and just like talk about fun stuff that we that we yeah. both enjoy doing. And um, that's when we came we, up with the concept of the Phil and Peter show. Yes. And it just gave us, and we, we thought, you know, let's just focus on something broad so that we can talk about whatever we want to talk about. And then we came up with a bunch of different topics. Do you remember what we... What topics we came up with? Phil? We did, we did. I've got it right here, actually. So we had uh, <laughs> communication, education, filmmaking, lifestyle, self-development, habits, creativity, life lessons, dreams, fears, storytelling, relationships, whatever. And then we ended up getting to the top three that we wanted to talk about, which was content creation, lifestyle, and self-development. And under each of those tiers would have, you know, subtopics and stuff. And we wanted to delve into that as well. Um, but long story short, we're not really experts in those tiers. We would have to bring other experts on and, you know, it'd be a, a lot of education for us as well. Um, and we had a few, whilst we were doing this, we had a few friends like, why don't you do dodgeball content? Like, <laughs> yeah, why don't we do dodgeball content? We've been, we've been playing it for six years. There's no good do dodgeball content out there when we started. Um, it was something that we wish that we had. Yeah. And then, and, yeah, uh, so we were like, dodgeball was on the back of our minds, but we tried to like suppress it and not want to do it. But then <laughs> just, it just, it just, it just came to us. Like dodgeball came to us and we're like, let's just do dodgeball. Yeah. We actually recorded three episodes of the Phil and Peter show, um, which is just in the archives now. And then we transitioned to the dodgeball dudes. And uh, I guess when we started the YouTube channel was around this time last year or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. And for anyone who's not a content creator, who's listening, like... It took us three episodes because we were just stuttering and just we were not happy with how we were speaking. And I'm sure you can relate, Sergio, with um, the podcast. Oh, man. <laughs> I felt that on a personal level. So um, <laughs> I could say that this podcast has been around for seven years. Um, but my involvement on the camera, on mic, was roughly three years ago. And if you hear my first interview versus my most recent interview it's a night and day comparison. Like it's legitimately a night and day comparison. This for any content creator in the making out there, your first three episodes, or in my case, my first five are gonna suck. <laughs> but you know, the market is there and people are gonna appreciate for it, whether it's dodgeball, whether it's relationships, lifestyle, whatever. Like yes. yeah. pushing that, and if you're passionate about it, it will translate at some point. Yeah, and I found the thing that has helped us a lot with the growth that we've experienced is that we're quite transparent with how we are and how we show up and we're like, oh, you know, we don't like our energy today. And so that really pushes both of us to to take it to the next level. You know, I might show up on the camera one day and have a bit of the energy and Phil will be like, Pete, do that again. You know, let's get the volume up or 
And I think that's like that constant self-awareness that has really helped us improve the content and just how we deliver it. Yeah. So that kind of leads to my next question. Um, as far as well as, you know, how do you produce content on days where you don't have the energy? What has been the biggest obstacle you guys had in now, essentially your one year anniversary of the YouTube channel? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll start with that one. Go for it. I'd say our biggest obstacle right now is probably comes down to consistency of content. And I think I'd say that's for a few reasons. I'd say the first reason is just as a creator, like you're not just creating for one channel, but you also have a life behind that. You have a personal life, you have, you know, Phil's got a business that he has to run. I've got other work that I have to do. And so when we started, we were like super, super passionate about just getting one video a week. And I remember the amount of late nights that we had to stay up Phil to yeah. just like, we stayed up to like 4am a few nights just to smash out a video. And I remember I edited one video, which was the, the catching video, oh. the 21 pro catching tips. And yes. I think that was because we released a video every Monday and that night, it was a Sunday night, it was a Sunday and like we, we had to spend the, that week filming up to the Saturday to get all the content that we needed. So that Sunday I was editing from 8am to 3am hardcore just to get that video out. So I'd say that's probably my, my most proud video. And because of that passion, um, we were able to deliver so much content. But just recently with just personal life and things coming up, it's been quite a challenge to produce that level of consistency, which has really shifted our focus to more trying to get less content out, but higher quality. But eventually I think our goal is to at least push out two to three videos per week, just because we know that there's so much content that we want to cover. We have like, oh my God, can't tell you how many like sheets we've so written up ideas. and like notes we've written around, <laughs> like different ideas on a very like high level, but also very like granular level of detail that we want to explore in dodgeball because there's so many different topics, but that's our goal eventually. But our biggest obstacle right now is just with worlds coming up, um, after worlds, we're, we're super excited to just, yeah, start pumping out that content. What about you, Phil? Yeah. Do you share a lot of the same obstacles or? Definitely. I feel like. Because we are quite perfectionist in the quality that we, we put out as well. I believe our origin uh, story video, it's like 30 minutes long. And I, d I feel like we didn't finish editing that till like maybe 2 a.m. And after 2 a.m. we're like, it's a 30 minute video. Let's just watch it one more time. It's the last, I think we're, before we export, <laughs> let's watch it one more time. And that's another 30 minutes, you know what I mean? So we didn't end up finishing till 3 a.m. So that's, that's definitely something that we pride ourselves but it's also the reason why the content is a bit slower as well um and i think another obstacle that i want to bring up is the, our studios where we we don't uh really have a lot of spaces to record so i think a nice obstacle is where we're going to record that has good audio or you know an interesting background if we want an interesting background and it's uh it's a kind of a fun to figure out where we can record as well but having a consistent place to record would be nice um yeah. Well, I would I would say I mean obviously life is going to happen. I mean it's going to it's going to affect me and has affected me in some ways. Some weeks I'll crank out two episodes. Sometimes I'll crank out one. And on the off chance I'll you know miss a week. But yeah. I think people appreciate the fact that every upload you guys have is high quality. Whether it takes one month in between or one every other week or twice a week as you guys like to go into. People are going to know that the quality is there because the resume is there. I mean, I've went through a couple of your, your videos in the past and I could say that even though there may have been like a one month, a one month and a half or whatever the gap was in between channels, 
And I'll admit, I mean, I, I started, you know, before this episode, I realized, like, why didn't I get that many notifications of your videos? And it just turns out you guys produce them once a month. But every 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 upload is just, like, top of the line. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, oh, these guys just fell off this month. Maybe next month they'll be better. No. I mean, when time allows it and you guys are passionate about it, I can say this as a fan, as a fellow content creator and overall name of the game, so to speak. You guys produce solid shit, and I stand by it 100%. I mean, I'm going to be greedy and saying I wish you guys can do more, but honest, more as in, like, uploading more, but you also you also want that, too. You know? Yeah, I do. Definitely. I watch our videos all the time, and I'm like, man, I want more, but I'm like, we're the one that needs to produce more. Uh, <laughs> and that's, a- another, that's another thing. Like, when I do interviews... Um, like you said, like I'm, I'm like I'm nitpicking every you know silent thing and editing that you guys never hear, and by the time you you know hear it the first time, I've already heard it three or four times, like while editing and stuff like that. So yeah, the yeah. the passion is there, and and the the you know the work is is there. Whether you produce it once a week or once a month, obviously your fans would love to hear more of you, but they understand just like them playing, just like them training. You guys share a lot of the same struggles as far as life and. And everything else is concerned so i wouldn't hold your feet too too far into the fire on that end yeah um, but it's good that like we 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 always even though we talk to each other a lot and we say we could be producing more but even just before this call i was talking to phil and i was just like like we're gonna get there one day we just we're just becoming better and better every day and because of that constant awareness of that we're always pushing each other and i'm really excited for post worlds because yeah we're gonna try to push out a lot more content so you feel like your uh, focus, both of you guys, uh, your focus is more so on Worlds this time around versus like what you guys have five months down the road? Yeah, I'd say we've, we've been quite, um, <laughs> in a way, stressed about Worlds coming up because of the amount of content and just the amount of like value that we can get from people, the amount of time Phil is there because he's also commentating. So he needs time to do dodgeball dudes. And then we're just trying to balance what schedules people are looking like. Um, when people are free, when we can approach them, how to film it. And so there's a lot of little things that we're trying to trying to balance. But I think our approach for Worlds compared to our normal content is to just try and give the audience as much value as possible in real time. Almost as if like people who aren't attending Worlds, they can watch our channel and just get the highlights of it. Um, people who are brand new just to get advice from World-style players on how to become better at dodgeball and just little tips and tricks here and there i think our audience would really appreciate that yeah so our goal is just to pump it out and not worry too much about production quality as we normally do and i'm, I'm really excited about that you say that but the perfectionist in you is <laughs> i'm like you guys can't lie to me on the podcast i can see both of your faces right now you i mean i get i get the idea of like cranking it out and reducing you know but in your hearts, in your minds, I know damn well that's a lie. Don't be lying to me now. <laughs> yeah, it's a lie, but it's gonna be a balance, you know. I, I can't spend too much time on it, otherwise, it's just not gonna be real time. Well, it doesn't have to be real time. I think people would appreciate it. Let's say if uh, Phil gets thirty hours worth of content, obviously, you're not gonna have the time within Worlds to do that. To do that, because all our eyes are gonna be focused on the courts. Mm. You know, maybe give it a week after. And then, all right, you know, let's piece it together. Let's give them a, a nice chunk size or maybe a nice little saga of how it went as far as Phil's concerned because he's going, and, you know, mm-hmm. lucky him. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think people would appreciate that. Also, I think if you guys wanted to reach out to, to get time for interviews, I would reach out to Dwayne if you haven't already. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, I'm talking to Dwayne. We're in the uh, media team. 
because of the commentating. So I think I'm part of the production team as well. So yes, I will definitely hit up Dwayne. Um, he will be my best friend. He he definitely is, and he definitely is mine. I mean, maybe bring it up in the production meeting. Maybe you get like five minutes in between whatever player, whatever game you're commentating. Obviously, you want to interview a player that you saw, yeah. you know, their performance, so you have a better idea of how to gauge them and what to get out of them in that sense. Because I don't think it would make sense for you to commentate one game and then interview a player that, of someone that you didn't even see at the time. Yes. So you want to set that time apart, you know, set that up. Yeah. Dropping knowledge, people. Yes. Um. <laughs> I want to. I want to see them like, like play really well and record them in slow mo. You know, get some B roll, and uh, when I interview them, we'll have that playing in the background as well. So it'll look really good. So wait a minute, you're commentating and doing video. Yes, but video for Dodgeball Dude content, not for um, other people. General worlds. Yeah, general oh, worlds. Okay. Yeah, I'm just thinking like, how are you going to commentate and film? at the same time because i feel like if you're trying to follow the action you're going to be heavy breathing going up and down the sideline <laughs> <laughs> i mean I'm, I'm just thinking like that would just come to my mind i'm like if i'm commentating i'm not filming and if i'm well, filming i think, I'm I think the thing is yeah Phil, phil's got a schedule so he's got a is that right phil so you know when you're going to be commentating and you know when you're going to be free so when yep. you're free you'll be jumping around the courts and talking to that people. makes more sense yeah i'll be very busy actually and I, I really hope i don't lose my voice in the first couple of days that would be shit that would be so shit <laughs> drink some water then man drink some yes. water drink. you need a hydration strategy yes. i mean look i got a gallon right here i got a gallon of water right here and i'm talking to you guys right now and i know you got that iced coffee he's got that wait what you got there you got tequila what you got there <laughs> it's just a bottle it's just a bottle okay the, that, oh, IKEA. that <laughs> I was about to say that bottle looked a little sus, but okay. <laughs> well, he bringing out a bottle of tequila. Okay, Peter trying to have a good time. I see you. <laughs> okay, yes. so so between the so do you both share editing duties or how does that work as far as like um, content creating is concerned? Because you both host the Dodgeball Dudes YouTube channel. Who does more of like bullet points on what the episode's going to be about and who's going to do more of the editing? Yeah, good question. I would say it's quite a split responsibility. In terms of actual experience in dodgeball, I'd say Phil is definitely the the dude that does that. So he's played in ADC, he's played in quite high-level competitions, and he's led his teams to victory, coming first place in the Australian Dodgeball Championships in 2021. And so that's really given him the, I guess, authority to be able to speak on specific topics. Whereas for myself, I've played in a lot of social comps. I think the highest level of, level of the highest level of dodgeball that I've played is in API in 2019, which was hosted in New Zealand, and that was my first opportunity to the world stage, getting to play against Malaysia team, Americans, and just it was such an incredible experience. And so I think Phil, in terms of dodgeball experience, he loves to do a lot of the planning, and I, um, you know, we we always come together at the start of the week, and not always, but when we come together, he will. Like we'll kind of create the space for each other to just plan and come up with the content, and then I guess my, uh, I guess my involvement comes in when we start to plan the creative stuff. So I'm a video editor by trade. That's what I do for a living, mm. and I film content. And so that's where I come in, and I try to see how can we tell the story better, how can we make it more engaging. Um, and so yeah, once that happens, that's when we take it to the courts and we look at when are we both free, when can we come and film. We come to a generally a dodgeball social game where we know that players are going to be there and we you know, try to hit them up and 
surprise them and <laughs> just try to get good reactions out of them. Phil's usually the interviewer. I'm usually the filmmaker, which will be a bit more of a challenge this time when he goes to Worlds because Phil will be yeah. doing the filmmaking and interviewing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like the past few weeks, we've been kind of just brainstorming and just like teaching each other little little tricks here and there to just make things engaging. Yeah. But other than that, I'm uh, generally the main editor because that's what I do. But what I love about Phil is he consumes a lot of content, whereas I create a lot of content and I didn't consume as much. And because Phil consumes really funny vlogs and, you know, like Logan Paul and um, who, who else do you consume? Ryan, Ryan Trahan. Ryan Trahan. Ryan Trahan is, is another guy. great yeah. one. And so Phil's very like aware of little funny things that he can pop in. And so while I'm editing, Phil's like, oh, why don't you try this? And you know, as an editor, I don't always know how to do stuff. But the funny <laughs> thing is I'm always like, yeah, let's try it. And so I'll, I'll find a way to do it. And Phil just has this idea and I bring it to reality. And yes. so we're like a perfect combo to just yes. make shit happen, you know? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think that's, so good. that's when that's when we're in flow and like Phil will be over here at my place and we're just editing all to the night. And it's just like one of my most favorite times in life just to just to have fun with Phil and just create shit, you know? Yes. Even just editing behind the scenes is just a lot of fun together. And uh, it's just both of us doing it. But Peter is the guy that's, hands-on keyboard and mouse and i'm just like the guy over his shoulders like can we do this as well can, can, can we do this as well and making the editing process a lot longer but uh we have so much fun doing it and it's so worth it as well because we've we've done videos where it's pretty basic just interview different little cuts here and there but when we when we add that little flair it really adds to the we can see the spike in retention we can see people clicking to those moments we can see them enjoying it and just like commenting about it and that, that really you know makes my heart sing because we put that time into it to make it you know to make to get those reactions so yeah and the, the, it's actually quite interesting as because me i'm not a video editor but then i see the process going into video editing sometimes something that might take half an hour or an hour would only be in there for only like 10 seconds you know what i mean so yeah really appreciate like the time and effort that's put into it and some people don't actually realize how long it takes to you know do do cool things like that i suppose or special effects or whatever yeah mm. yes yeah um so i'm gonna kind of put you guys on the spot uh and i'm gonna i'm gonna ask uh let's start with phil on this one yeah sure what is your favorite video in the in the dodgeball dudes catalog and why <laughs> My favorite video. This is like me asking, like, who's your favorite kid, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to hurt my feelings, Phil. <laughs> my favorite video would be the origin story. Wow. Yeah, that's my favorite video. That is the video that is, like, not too many people would watch. Um, all the other ones where it's, like, how to throw, how to cash. Yeah, sure. That's that's good. A lot of tips in there. But I think one of my favorite ones is the origin story because that really depicts um, us from beginning to end. And you can see it as the starting video of our journey. And then you can see the progression as we learn how to edit, how to be in front of the camera and how to, like, be ourselves in, in this persona, uh, to, you know, Dodgeball valued education entertainment. I love it. I love it. So yeah, origin story for me. I think. What about you, Peter? Yeah, I would say this is my favorite video. Would I, I would I always say I always say the catching video because that one I went hard on and took me, I'd say like seventeen hours straight to edit, and oh. it was one of the most popular. It's right now it's our third most popular video. It's got ten thousand views. But in terms of other favorite videos, I would say, because like that style where we're interviewing players and intercutting between 
I think that's very unique and you get a lot of different value. But I think one of my most favorite ones that I made was called uh, Why Play Dodgeball? A Dodgeball Documentary. Yeah, <laughs> and, that one's really good. And that one was my own challenge to try and create something that's like never before seen, kind of a different style, not really a YouTube video, but more of like a documentary style. And the, the plan for it was to create a whole season documenting our journey because Phil and I played on the same team in a social league called um, the Mandy Magicians. And our goal was to document the journey, share the lessons that we learned, and any brand new team can watch this dodgeball documentary and just learn the ropes and learn from our mistakes rather than making their own mistakes. Um, and, you know, it lasted one episode, which is fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, but that was really fun to make. And I remember Phil and I was just, yeah, really planning that and, yeah, putting a lot of effort into it. And I think the yeah. ones that I put the most effort into, I find are my favorite videos. Hmm. I definitely would have to agree. Um, <clears throat> and I think every, let's be fair, every every content we produce, you know, the three of us here, it, it's, we, we put a lot of effort into it. Uh, sometimes there's a certain story behind whatever we're editing. Me personally, I would say, uh, and I would have to go back and, and, and watch the other ones, but I would say your, your reaction video to the highlights yeah, you guys put yourselves in the seat because you guys go from being content creators and you guys are to making yourself fans of the game. And how many of us can relate to that? Pretty much yes. listening, everyone watching. You know, I can see Phil over here nodding his head, smiling like he got a coke in his hand. But anyway, <laughs> but uh, honestly, to... the the reaction one would be my second pick as well. I'd love <laughs> that episode. It was so much fun to make. And and one of the reasons why I would. I would single that video out in particular is because how many people would have that same reaction if they were to watch it you just gave some people now you guys are the two avatars representing not only dodgeball fans but people who are just generally interested and stumbled upon this video you know they're they're out there like losing their breath losing their mind on some of these dip throws some of these catches some of these dodges some of these double catches and whatever and um you guys put yourselves in the seats of fans and in my opinion, you guys kind of dropped the professionalism of content creating and made yourself fans. Because like what Joe Rogan does with the UFC, um, he, he's a fan of UFC, but he's very knowledgeable. But there are moments where, you know, his professionalism goes out the window and he's just cheering for that knockout or submission just like any one of us here would. Yeah. You know, just like I would. I mean, I'm in martial arts. I, I would cheer for the same way, you know, too. And you guys put yourself in that position as a duo that I think that video stands out for me the most thus far. And I think anyone listening will probably resonate to that as well. Mm, 100%. And I, I think it's really important as a creator in a space like Dodgeball to, or in any space really, is to for people to understand that we're not like experts in Dodgeball. We're, we're really just two players who love Dodgeball. We want to yeah. improve and we just want to share what like our perspective of Dodgeball. And in no way we want to appear as like these dodgeball gods, because uh, we, we can probably think of hundreds of other players who are way better than us. But I think by showing us in the seat of like the student, but also the teacher and also the experimenter, someone who's just trying out funny, like random things, I think that gives people, I guess, a more, a whole, a, a more holistic picture of, of who we are as people. Mm. Um, and I think that's important when we're posting content online, just to show that we're not just one-sided in, in one aspect. That, that's well, well, well stated. Um, so let me ask you guys this: um, What was was there that mo has this moment happened for you yet? Where a random player sends you a DM, someone you didn't expect that would be a fan, or maybe someone who you highly respect, 
you know, give you a shout out or say, hey, well done on the content or, you know, something like that? Like, have you ever received either a private or public shout out that stuck with you the, the most in the year that you guys have been doing this? I don't think we've received any DMs. Um, I mean, it doesn't be DMs. It could be comments. It could be, yeah, you know, definitely, what... definitely a lot of comments. And a lot of the time when we're out um, at our local dodgeball leagues, we sometimes we, we, people come up to us and, yeah, they're like, oh, we, we love your content and, you know, keep it up. Actually, it's a funny story. I'll tell you because I told Peter the other day. I was at work and um, I had a couple came in and they're like, oh, hey, Phil, I know you, but you don't know me. I love what I love your work. I love what you do. And I'm like, who are you? <laughs> um, and it was these uh, dodgeball players from Melbourne that came to Sydney for a wedding and just popped by the store while I was working. And oh, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> it's just like, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for uh, letting us know. And he was just like really supportive. And same thing, right? Just loving the content, love the quality of it. Um, and yeah, I hear we hear that all the time. And fuck, I want to make more content. I always want to keep making more content. <laughs> content creator. Yeah, I'd say the one thing that I've noticed a lot is people who do message us in the DMs or people who do comment. Like, I it's it's very easy to see them as random people, but I really see them as like they're all part of the dodgeball family. Like they belong to a league somewhere in America or in yes. whatever country they're from, and they play dodgeball. And even you know we've got a message from you know Andrew Ketchum or or uh, Gunting from Malaysia, you know, and they're yes. just like, we love your content. And like, I, I kind of see them as, we're all just friends. There's, there's, you know, and we all have the same goal of just trying to improve the awareness of dodgeball. And I think that's incredible. Like we're not pedestaled in a way. We're just, you know, we're all just working on the, on ourselves and, and trying to grow the sport. No, yeah. I, eventually <laughs> I'd like to know like every dodgeball player, you know, just, it'd be nice. It's like when we were in the magic community, we knew all the magicians around. We had people we looked up to and people that we want to like learn from. And now instead of magic and cardistry, we've switched our passion to dodgeball. And like now, whenever we go to a different city, in, instead of going to a magic store, we want to hit up some dodgeball leagues, you know, we want to see... <laughs> You know, the, all the people that play and what, and you play dodgeball by, by night, what do you do by day? You know, that's always a, a question I'd like to ask. Love that. Well, I can say as someone with an international network, it does take time to build, but it is, it is a process that you'll love to build because I can honestly say, um, speaking for me, and I, I know in the future, you guys, like, I have a place to stay essentially anywhere if I wanted to go. And that's one of the biggest and most rewarding aspects of doing this podcast and bringing on other podcasters is the fact that sometimes I'll get DMs, sometimes I'll get random shout outs and other uh, pages and, you know, stuff like that. Just it, it kind of solidifies the hard work you put into it. You know what I mean? And like Phil says, like, you just want to create more after that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you've, you've built the relationships and now you're, you're reaping the rewards of a good relationship. And if it happens to be a free drink here and there, you're not going to complain, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> so, so I want to ask you guys this. Um, I know you guys mentioned magic. I know you guys mentioned that's where you came from. And obviously dodgeball is a hobby we all share. But what unique hobby do you have uh, different from each other? And we can start with Peter. Unique hobby. <laughs> Oh man, that's a tough one. Because like I've always done magic, video editing, and dodgeball. Those have been all my three things. And I started off with magic, and then that's when I was like really inspired by 
how people made videos, and then I went into videos, and now I'm sticking up the middle finger. <laughs> hey, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> 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 this wouldn't work as an audio podcast at all. <laughs> I mean, this needs to be a video podcast. Uh, well, I could illustrate for the for the viewers that yes. are listening. Peter just flipped me off for no reason. <laughs> and now Phil, fuck y'all. Amazing. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Like, I think it's quite hard to think of a unique one because, like, between us, because we grew up in a very similar, like, environment for us to pick up this a very similar hobby. Yeah, and we do a lot of stuff together. We we play games together. Um, we see each other at least two times a week. And if we're not doing that, you know, he might be doing some other work stuff, and I'm doing my own work stuff. Um, so maybe the difference is work, <laughs> the type of work that we do. Uh. Yeah, I guess I guess one thing I'm super passionate about recently, it's not really a hobby, but it's more like it's more like lifestyle design, which is what I've been really fascinated about, which is like how do you live a life where you're not based like you're not basing your life off what you do, but like you're, you're like you're living your life not around work, if that makes sense. Mm. Like you're planning your life, not you're planning work. Um and so that's why I I'm a big advocate for like finding what your passion is chasing that doing what you love because if you're doing that then you're not feeling like every day is work it's just you're living your life and you're just doing what you really like and you're doing yeah. it with people you like and you're, you're making an impact on the world and I think that's important and uh, I guess for me that's that's something that I I guess like exude and inspire people to do um, whoever I come across I try to just look for what, what's what's your passion and what do you want to do with your life and I think that's probably my unique quality not really a hobby but yeah something I try to inspire others to do Mm. Yeah, I guess I love seeing progression. That's something I love seeing. If I can teach a skill and they can carry it on, and it's like, oh, I've taught that guy a life skill. I love that. Or if they teach a magic or dodgeball, and I see progression of them getting uh, really good at a specific, you know, magic trick or specific throw or something. As long as I see progression, I love that. I love that so much. Mm. But Phil, you do have one special hobby that you haven't talked about. What's the special hobby? What's the special hobby? Oh, jump rope. Yes. Ah, yes, it is. That is a yes. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> I love I love skipping. I love jump rope. Um, it, I I think it is a great cardio exercise. You know, I hate. I used to like running, but uh, it gets a bit boring. And with with cardistry and doing cards, you can freestyle and do all these things. And I felt like skipping and doing jump rope is like the cardio version of freestyling and jumping around to music. And mm. I would attribute a lot of my weight loss to jump rope, for sure. Um, currently, I'm, I'm weighing in at 61 kilos. So I've lost more than 20 kilos since my the beginning of my weight loss journey, which would be, you know, roughly around the time of uh, the end of the Germany trip. So um, from then till now, dodgeball, jump rope, watching what I eat um, has been a, a main uh catalyst for my weight loss and i think on my instagram and on my tiktok account there's a lot of old videos of me jump roping um and doing tricks and stuff and yeah i don't know it's just something i started doing and i loved it and i can i can jump rope for an hour and still still go for more <laughs> i love it <laughs> you nerd yes yes <laughs> look at us dodgeball jump rope and magic and yeah we're a mixed definitely. breed yes definitely <laughs> I just noticed everyone on the chat is wearing glasses, so I should not be calling anyone a nerd. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're all nerds. 
Yeah, no, I, and definitely you said the card magic. Remind me to take you guys to Vegas. I'm gonna need y'all help at the at the poker table at real quick. We we'll get kicked out <laughs> uh-huh. immediately, man. We we'll <laughs> yeah. get kicked out. No, no. You know what the secret is? <laughs> Just win that one big one and walk away. Yes, true. Don't get greedy. To just win that one big one and then walk away. Yes, yes, we can do that. My dude. Yeah. <laughs> so I Peter, see you Peter's, guys. You Peter's guys have some merch. Magic. Sorry. You guys yeah. have some merch there. We do. We've got uh, a few printed T-shirts, and we recently released. I think it was in April. We released a first fifty hoodie, which was basically uh, four different colors, and we printed the logo on the front and back. And um, it was just a limited edition way to just really get some some con- some merch out for our fans and yeah. we brought it to Adelaide uh, where we started to sell some and uh, we do have a f- some future plans in the works just to get some more merch out but yeah that's a post-worlds story oh for sure uh, I'll definitely keep an eye out for that because I'm just thinking like man I should have I should have copped that hoodie for sure <laughs> <laughs> there'll so, definitely be plenty of other merch and yeah we oh man we have a lot of plans and it's going to be good quality merch as well we do it's uh good oh so many so many ideas i wish we could share it all at once but we have to keep it on the hush Gotta that's fair what, what about giving us like nugget size just give us nugget size things to linger um, on to like an not to do with merch is something just something just anything related to the 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 channel um nugget size peter future content you reckon the uh yeah we've got some future content ideas we one of the main ones we're working on is uh we've done a basic strategies uh seven basic strategies to make you look pro so the next one that's under the works is uh intermediate strategies um it's been in the works for i'm gonna say a couple months now really this is a lot of brainstorming try to figure out what we need to cover and how to, to record it and make it also entertaining and educational at the same time because moving from basic to intermediate there's going to be a lot more thinking and a lot more in-depth um, analysis which could make the video boring um, yeah so if- I think it's it's like comparing to the basic strategies video which is on our channel it's it's like us talking to the camera and then just some animations but I think and some b-roll but I think this time we want to really you know change up the style and figure out a better way to to display it I guess so it could yeah, be like on player court interviews mixed with animations mixed with us talking to the camera mixed with b-roll and so I think finding interesting ways to, to share information and show it is is half of the battle because you could be like really good at what you do but if you can't communicate that then it's not really effective mm. so I think that's what we're really trying to trying to push how to, how to yeah. tell the story better that's right yes I'd love to be able to do more uh, more storytelling more emotion in it but you get a lot of value out of it as well um, you know, get you stuck on your seat the whole time. The, the edge of your seat the whole time. Um, and I want to do more challenge videos. What do you, what do you reckon, Sergio? Challenge, like, challenge yeah, like, like Peter vs. Phil, you know? Just uh, anything. Oh, yeah, please, Just one-on-ones. Yeah. Have you seen those... Yeah, you've seen those ones where there's like you're standing on the edge of a pool and it's like you got to try to dodge the balls, otherwise you fall into the pool. Or just like challenges with money or challenges with like challenges and punishments. Like, I feel you had one where people try to hit you in the face or something. What was that? Yeah, yeah. Wait, so I, I literally, if you guys at Worlds, if you guys want to do it, I will do this. So I'll give you a dodgeball. I'll stand 10 meters away and you get a free shot at my face. I'll take my glasses off and uh, I'll record it as well in slow-mo if you get it. If you don't get it, what is it? You get one more chance, but you have to give me five bucks. And uh, if you do get it, means the recording is 
uh, me getting hit in the face in slow-mo, and we'll put it up on uh, our channel, and it showcases how accurate you are, and how it looks when a ball is hitting my face at 120Ks. Um, so there's a little bit of a, a showcasing your skill and also a bit of a, uh, uh, what is it? Um, like a motivation to... Yeah, yeah, motivation <laughs> and a reward factor as well. Yeah. I don't know, something fun, right? There's going to be a couple things on that I want to touch on. One, <laughs> I think it, you're going to have some of the most accurate players there on the planet, bar yes. none. Yes, yes. Number two... And- I don't think people want to hit you in the face. I mean, uh, people are, if anything, people just want to, like, hey, how about, can I just buy you a beer instead or something? Can <laughs> just do that? Like, I like you, kid. You're doing a good job here. You know what I mean? But you don't have them. what I call a punchable face. Well, you got to piss them off somehow. Too. you gotta, uh, you got to find a way to piss them off. Just just pick out know. a random player, hit him with a yo mama joke, and then stand <laughs> 10 meters back. Just, just... <laughs> But you got to – all right, Phil, we're going to do this right now. Phil, give me your mean face right now. Like, I pissed you off. Give me your, the meanest face you can give me. Okay, that is a cheap imitation of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Don't be doing this shit, man. Come on now. You see, that's what I'm talking about. No one's going to want to hit you in the face. I can't do it. I can't oh, do it. We have, kind. To, we have to think of another uh, game or challenge or something we can do that involves throwing dodgeballs. Target oh. practice or something. I don't know. That's fair. But what yeah. about you versus Peter? Who's got the more accurate throw? I'm putting you on the spot right now, Phil. Peter, I haven't been playing a bit. Peter, Peter's been playing two day, two or three days a week now. I've got some uh, issues with my back. I've got chronic back pain, so I'm sitting out for a bit. Actually, got a cortisone injection in last week on my back. Mm. Um, so resting and recovering. So at the moment, I am not accurate. I haven't thrown a ball in ages. I'll throw a couple balls and I'll be really sore the next day. So Peter. He's in his prime at the moment doing it. You just showed me you did a 1v3 and a 1v6 or something. He's got a couple really? videos already. Yeah. Tell him. Yeah, it was funny. I'm like, because I just started a, um, I started an Instagram called Pete Does Dodge. And I've, the, my inspiration for it was basically, I think everyone nowadays who plays dodgeball should start like some kind of social media page to upload their highlights. Yes. And the reason why is because I think dodgeball is going to blow up in the next few years. And so when, when dodgeball blows up, people who are interested are going to flock to creators who are already making dodgeball content and so i think it's a good way to just share your highlights and just show your your funny moments and your fails and um so now it's funny because i started playing yesterday in the game at seven o'clock and i'm like okay what content can i make today what what can i do that's funny what can <laughs> yes. i do that's clutch, like gonna clutch the game and if i'm ever in a moment where i'm like oh I'm, I'm not gonna make this i'm gonna lose this one i think about the content and i'm like i'm gonna win this one <laughs> yes yes <laughs> so it motivates me um but I, ha- I have been like trying to improve a lot, and I realized this because when I started doing the Dodgeball Dudes channel, I felt that I- that was my sacrifice for my Dodgeball improvement to serve the greater community, which means I would have to sacrifice time improving myself. Mm. But then I realized that I think in order to serve the community even better, I need to constantly improve as well so I can share my knowledge. And so that's what I'm t- trying to dedicate more time to nowadays is to actually get better. And um, I think I think I'm slowly getting better. You know, my yeah. I think my dodging is is quite good because I'm I'm naturally small and nimble and and jumping around all the time. But um, yeah, one thing I'm always improving is is my throw and my form. And it, I think a lot of it is actually unlearning the bad form because I've ingrained in myself six years of form that I feel is not amazing. So it's like you're unlearning bad habits and you're trying to instill new habits into yourself. You know what? I and we did a one v one video, and at the very end of that video. Uh, I ended up winning, but 
that was a while ago, and I feel like if we were to do another 1v1 video now, you'd smack the crap out of me. I'm a bit afraid to do the next 1v1 video, because... Uh, <laughs> we should make yeah. it a series, like... Uh, yeah, we sh I, it, it is definitely going to be, but I, uh... I'm gonna get smacked the next one for sure. Peter's, <laughs> Peter's improved so much since the last video. So, yes. <laughs> oh, the banter between you two is. Epic. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's just getting you two on, just t you know, talking about your story, talking about your podcast, talking about your future with it, and then a little shit talk between the both of you guys. Um, is I'm here for it. Trust me, that people are gonna <laughs> love it. People are gonna love this story. But I want to ask you guys something. Um, we'll call it the legacy question. So we'll start with Peter. Um, what would you hope that this podcast does for the sport in the future? This podcast right here? Yours, yes. Your, your, uh, your YouTube, I'm sorry, YouTube channel, YouTube channel. Yeah, the YouTube channel. I would see it in the future as the source of dodgeball education and, and entertainment, where if people think about dodgeball, they associate it with like the dodgeball dudes. If I want to learn how to improve, dodgeball dudes. Or if I want to laugh, dodgeball dudes. So I want people to have that association um, that if they will ever want to just get better or learn something, that they'll go there. And Phil and I were discussing this about like being like a dodgeball news source as well. But I think I think the bigger picture is that we're just one small piece of the puzzle in the bigger puzzle of which is basically dodgeball and growing the awareness. So I think. Yeah, we're just one of those pieces and we're doing our best to bring awareness, but it just requires so much collaboration. For example, your podcast, which is bringing so much awareness to just other players uh, and the dodgeball and events that are going on. So, yeah, I, I think I want to be that one source where people go to for dodgeball entertainment and education. Hmm. What about you, Phil? Yeah, I mean, Peter said it um, pretty much summarized everything. And I guess one of the other things that is on our mission board, our goal is to get uh, dodgeball into the Olympics. However, it is to do that. I don't know too much on how to get the sport into the Olympics, but that is one of the things we're trying to do is to get ex a lot of exposure, get a lot of eyeballs on dodgeball to make that happen because there's a lot of things in the Olympics that shouldn't be in the Olympics and dodgeball <laughs> should be in the Olympics, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, it's such a great sport to watch. Like, there's when we were talking about it, like, if you watch tennis, you know, and I love, like, tennis is probably the only sport that I like watching, but even tennis, is you're just watching one ball back and forth, whereas dodgeball, there's six balls, there's six players on each side, and there's, like, rewards, and, you know, someone catches, someone comes back in. There's just so much happening, and I think that's yeah. why it would be so entertaining to be yeah, in I feel Olympics. like you'll need, like, at least six refs per court, right? I mean, how per does team. that even work? <laughs> But yeah, is maybe that's the reason why it's not in the Olympics because it requires too many um, ref officials and uh, you know people to just ab abide by the rules and not uh, uh, finger block and stuff like that. Who knows? It was, wait, you said too many officials now, or too many officials that would be required to make that it? Would, that would be required, I reckon. Mm. Even even right now in our New South Wales Social League, like we struggle to get volunteers to. Um, ref and and even then once they ref they don't want to ref the harder or faster pace games so i think if we want dodgeball in the olympics how's that going to work you know you need some high tier um refs on every court hopefully not just the main courts uh, it's just a little bit of thought on uh on that end i suppose yeah i agree um yeah. obviously getting to the world stage is 
is very, very much the goal, but I would argue that's not what we really need. Um, if you think about it, let's look at uh, Euros, uh, football, or let's look at the World Cup versus, you know, the, the FIFA event that takes place in the Olympics. True. I would argue the higher quality football is being played in the World Cup, not in the under-23s, mm. if you think about it. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Like, it, on the one hand, it would look good to have, you know, dodgeball in the Olympic sport. That's a, a solid resume. But who's to say we really need it with the traction that we're already building? Ah, mm. I, love that I see. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Because if you think about it, like, okay, I compared the World Cup to the under-23s that happened in the Olympics. Now let's talk about Euros versus the World Cup. Mm. In many cases, the World Cup is diluted. You already know which team isn't going to make it out of the group versus mm. the Euros where it's a lot smaller you do have some minnows here and there, but it's more hard fought from beginning to end. And neither of them are part of the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's about understanding the meta of... Direction. What happened? No, I think, yeah, we are heading in, in the right direction. And I think our piece in the puzzle is just... Yeah, I think it's as simple as just getting more eyeballs. And from there, who knows what happens, you know? Um, <laughs> it would just go from there. Well, definitely agree with that. Um, but as soon, I'm about to wrap this up. But are there any final shout outs you like to give uh, to the dodgeball community as a whole, or or just personal people or friends in your personal circle? I'd love to know from from you, Sergio. Oh, out sure. Of, Let's go there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, just out of all the players that you've talked to, and you've been, how long have you been playing dodgeball now for? Twelve years. Twelve years. Holy. That's <laughs> like double yeah. our time. Yeah. <laughs> Go yeah, for it. Like, out of all the players you've interviewed and, and played against, who would you say are your top five or players that have like really stand out to you and there's something that unique about them that you find is just really just out of this world? Top five. <laughs> yeah, we want to ask you some questions too. All right, all right. I, I guess, yeah, I, I set myself up for that. Um, <laughs> I, I can go for another 30. Uh, so top five, geez. <laughs> Phil's happy just to be talking. Yes, yes, I uh, do. Top five, geez, that's a tough one. Um, Maybe not even top five, top three to cut two out, and in, in no particular order as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So, in no particular order, uh, one of my favorite people I've interviewed. Her name is Tamara Tamara Helfer. Um, she's really genuine sweetheart. Uh, you can speak to anyone around the world and they will not find a single bad thing to say about her. She's really solid. Um, she even has friends in your neck of the woods. Um, next, I would, pro I would probably pick... Um, hmm, that's a, uh, Matt Lopez. I'm sorry, Matt, yeah, Matt, Matt Lopez from Canada. He's a really educated person, really... But he has a dog in him, like... Don't test him, you know what I mean? Like, he, he's, he's really gritty when he needs to be, and I respect yeah. that about him. Um, uh, yeah, Matt Lopez. And this one's going to be a struggle, because, like, it's like, at this point, it's like, you guys are asking me to pick my favorite kids. <laughs> yes. But um, I'm probably, I'm going to go more or less the local side. Uh, and this one's more of a personal favorite. I probably would say, I've interviewed him last year. His name is Chad Landrum. And... The reason I would pick him is because if you meet Chad, he's, he's a behemoth. You know, he's 
arguably one of the most intimidating people you see up close. But once you get to know him, he's one of the biggest nerds you'll ever know. And I've played against him a handful of times and talked trash <laughs> to his face a handful of times and paid the price a handful of times. But the balance of him being such a nerd and such a beast always stands out with me um, as far as people I've talked to in the past. Yeah, I love that. Thanks for coming. <laughs> and I, I totally agree. I think someone who like comes on onto the court as a boss but behind the scenes they're like a super nerd about it and they're really friendly and they can just really like i don't know just have the humility to teach people dodgeball and not have like an ego and show that they're so good and things like that. i feel like i love those players yes. i'm really attracted to he, those players he, he's, re he's really cool uh, i got nothing but respect for him uh, i got nothing lo love and respect for him he, he's I, I call him the kingpin because i don't know if you guys watch uh, daredevil uh from netflix he kind of looks like the kingpin so when I tell you he looks like a beast, he he looks like a beast. <laughs> Love it. But um, yeah, that that would be my top three. I mean, I'm gonna throw in an extra two. Why not? Um, fairly <laughs> recent. Fairly recently, I interviewed uh, Matteo Matteo Mini from Italy. Uh, he's a really solid dude, really classy, and again, you know, he's he's one of those people that's trying to push dodgeball in Italy. And I feel like by the time he retires. He's going to be the standard that everyone, you know, in Italy, you know, tries to achieve and, and tries to be like. And um, probably going to go with a good uh, a good friend of mine. Her name is Hannah. Um, she's on GB. And the reason why she would stand out to me the most is because you might overlook her, but you're going to pay the price if you do. <laughs> I love I'm that. I'm going to say that right now. Like, she's one of the best people I've known um, on and off the court. One of the best leaders I've ever played with. I'll be at one time, but don't test her. You're going you gonna to fail. But trust me when I say it, you're going to fail. So these are the people you have interviewed, is it? Yes. On your podcast? Definitely, if you can find out which episode it is, chuck it in the description, and I'm sure <laughs> other people would want to like listen to those episodes and get to know them a bit more as well, yeah. For sure. All right, so now I kind of put myself on, on front street. Anything you guys want to <laughs> shoot you to throw my way? Yeah, I want to... We, well, we wanted to know what inspired you to start the podcast and what vision do you have for it moving forward? Like, do, do you think you'd ever make it into a video podcast and stuff later on? Or So, fun fact, I didn't start this. Oh, okay. Tell us more. So, all right. So, this podcast started seven years ago, around 2015, I want to say. And the original host, or the original, the host of the podcast still currently, um, it, it was more of an educational type of thing, kind of like what you guys are. Um, mm. More educational, what's the difference between foam, what's the difference between rubber, what's your thoughts on co-ed, and it was very short, very brief, and it wasn't until season two that we go into what I call the modern format, where we have the interviews, and I hopped on season three as more or less behind the scenes, kind of like, you know, producing, kind of like helping edit as far as like, hey, you might want to cut this out, and whatever you heard in season three, there was a lot you didn't hear. If that makes sense. Mm. Um, I hopped on in season four as an interviewer. And part of the reason why I did that is because why not take this format that I know is solid and branch out and take it international? Because I mm. have an international network. You could check the catalog. It, the proof's in the pudding. Um, and I can make it work. Sometimes I stay up extra late. Sometimes I wake up extra early. And sometimes I'm caught in between like we are now. Um, and the podcast has grown internationally. Like if you, 
if you pay attention to it, like it, it has grown internationally. Our Facebook group is more international than it is stateside. Mm-hmm. And that's where from season four to season five, now we're in season six. Like I, I become a host. I become a co-host. You know, some episodes I'm going to do are more international based. Some episodes that Steve and Justin, who are the other co-host is, are more local. And that's that's pretty much it. But I, just for the record, I did not. I was not in it from the very beginning. But I'm definitely mm. going to be a part of it as long as I can be. Dude, that's incredible, and I love yeah. that. Like, it's how consistent you are. I look at your playlist, and it's like one episode every every I don't know every <laughs> so often. So it's it's good to how consistent you are, and I love that you're bringing a lot of different perspective into it. Because I think for us, like, if you ask us what's our favorite players, we'd probably just mention Australian players because that's all we really know. <laughs> we, yeah, we, we don't really know else. To the international world. But yeah, I, I have a network of, like I said, I have a network of friends in Europe, in Australia, in Africa, like in Malaysia and Singapore. Like I have a place to sleep at anywhere I can go, and it's because of this podcast. But more so, but also it's because I've had a connection with them from the very beginning. Like this yes. network started back when I started playing. You know, part of the part of my love for dodgeball is the fact that when I started playing back in 2010. I wanted to see where else I could play if I were to travel. And that's pretty much how my network, if you want to call it that, began a network. Like, I'm almost, like, even though, you know, we're almost at 400 total episodes for the podcast, I'm almost at my 100th as a personal milestone. It's mm. amazing. <laughs> like, as far as 100th that I've recorded. So, yeah, that's a personal milestone that I'm going to reach at this trend maybe in October. Wow. And <laughs> do you see this as just the beginning for Dodgeball? Do I see this podcast as the beginning? Yeah, just like, it, like I'm thinking I've been playing for six years and uh, sometimes I think uh, like people who've been playing as long as me, they're like, oh, I'm ready to retire. But for me, I'm, I've decided to shift my perspective as like, I've been playing for six years, but I feel like it's just the beginning. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I think it's the beginning of what we're all like hoping to happen. I would say that. Mm. I would say it's definitely the beginning of a new hope if you want to go there uh i definitely see that and i definitely think that this podcast and other content creators are going to follow along part of the reason why i had you guys on is because you know i'm a fan of your content like as much as i produce as consistent as i am i'm a fan of content being produced that's also not mine and i appreciate that whether it's audio whether it's video whether it's memes like <laughs> like I'm, I'm a fan of it so yes. why not bring other people on have their story get shared on an international ne- level and catch the wave at the same time so to speak yeah awesome. oh, i love that i love that so much so you don't play anymore <laughs> no i do i do oh you do. Um, okay. i do I, I still play i'm still active i just oh. What position do you play? Like a wing or a support? Or... Are you trying to scout me or what are you trying to do? Yeah, I just want to... I'm pretty versatile. I would say primarily a wing player. Uh, left or right doesn't really matter, but I've been playing long enough to where I'm versatile and be comfortable wherever I'm at. Yeah, love like I've been, I've played cloth, i played rubber, i played foam. Like I've, I've played enough ball types and enough rules to you know be comfortable anywhere I can, can be. Mm. Oh, actually, that's a great question then. Um, because you, you're talking about cloth rubber this foam and this is there a no sting what what is yeah. no sting i don't we don't know what these things okay. are no no sting is a is a total lie it stings like hell um <laughs> no sting i guess is i, I call it fake rubber okay. um, and the reason i call it that is because other than maybe a jam finger here and there 
people who say who play rubber, and this is just my personal opinion. If people want to come at me, fine. You're going to lose. Um, people who say they play rubber, but they're referring to no sting. Right. Right. There, there's no physical consequence point other than a jam finger playing no sting. When you're playing 8.5 rubber, which is one of the highlights you, you reacted to, um, that's why the meters or the distance is so short. Um, you get you feel it. Even the catches, you feel it. Like there's a sense of physicality relative to that, and I would even say cloth that isn't paramount in any other ball style. Uh, ball uh, mm. style. I think Peter and I get cloth and rubber mixed up. How so? We don't. We don't. We don't play with rubber at all at um I've... in our league. Yeah, I mean, I, I played rubber in high school, so it was just like really soft balls, but I think that's different to these ones. But yeah, we've when, only been exposed to foam and cloth. Yeah, so when w rubber and all these other things come in, we don't really know what's what now, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. So what when you're saying the, the reaction video that we did, some of them was rubber? Um. Yeah, the one clip where the guy, the, there's a taller gentleman who's on the cloth team now. Uh, his name is Billy Schmidt. And the one I think you reacted to kind of like the most, where he made a double catch and they were like almost six feet away. Yes. The, the kind of taller gentleman. Yeah. Yes. He, he, does, he does that all the time. That's rubber. That's not that's a medicine yeah. ball. That's not a medicine ball. it so much ball. bigger. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's rubber. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, that's the one you said it looked like medicine balls. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're still learning all these different types of balls and modes and styles that... Um, yeah, we want to learn it and share it as well. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. Yeah, the beauty in our country is that we play primarily all of them. I mean, we haven't really agreed on one style to go with, so to speak, but we have a plethora of experience in almost all of them, with cloth being the one that we're catching up on. Yes, which is Euros, right? Uh, European, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right, awesome. We need to do more reactions and um, game analysis on in, on the Euros games for sure. We've had a few uh, messages. Really? Um, telling, yeah, telling us some games to watch. Yeah, we've got people reaching out and saying like, you have to react to this men's gold finals from <laughs> yeah. the Euros. Oh, I would love to see that because um, to kind of give you a little backstory. So yeah. when the Euros was happening, I was playing in a tournament with my co-host uh, in Seattle, which is a three-hour flight north of where I live. I, I'm in Hollywood. And um, we only played the day one, but day two was Sunday, and that was the finals. I'm sore. I'm beat up. I, I need to hydrate way more than I did. And I'm cheering for my friends that are in the finals. And I remember one, you know, when the whistle blew for, I think it was the, the mixed one, I jumped up, I cheered, and then landed right back on my bed because I was cramping up really bad. <laughs> <laughs> just to let you know i'm not filming any reaction i'm not doing any <laughs> recreation of it just picture that in your head and i'm gonna let you have it but yeah it's a beautiful final um i i call it the toughest final that i've seen in euro and i've been following euro since 2011 2012 so wow. oh my god that makes me so excited to react yes to it. yes when i sit here and say this is like ali frazier this is like any dog fight you've ever seen any i don't know if you guys watch you know league of legends or whatever or you know i know you said uh phil you own a game shop uh so i'm pretty sure warhammer is in your in your inventory yes yes, like, is there, yes yes my dude um 
and like any competitive game you've ever saw and just imagine the emotion of not just you as a viewer but the stadium as a whole yeah that stadium was into it like they were cheering nonstop, and it probably wow. doesn't translate as well on stream unless you were there yeah but trust me when i say if you caught 10 percent of that imagine how the live crowd was yeah catching that i promise you you're gonna geek out probably 10 times more watching those finals than you did watching those highlights um in nice. the past video so that, I, I will say that. Now. the bar is set high and, and i'm I, I, i'm gonna stand on that hill uh, you know, you, you can flip me off if I was wrong because you've done it already, Peter. Um, but <laughs> fuck y'all. Uh, <laughs> yes. But, but otherwise, I, I like to I like to say I speak straightforward, and I don't like to hype anything too uh, too far high or too low. But I promise you, I could say this with all certainty: all three of those finals, you will not be disappointed. Love it. Love, love it. it. Love it. Love it. Yes. <laughs> I want to do game reaction. That's it. After this, I'm going to Peter's house. Right now, we're, we're going to react to it. Oh, really? You're going to have a quick turnaround like that? <laughs> I don't think so. Not today. Not today. <laughs> Peter's like, not today. No, 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 no. Overwhelm. Overwhelm. No. All right. Any, any other questions uh, you want to shoot my way? I, I can go all night. I mean, this is... It's fun. It's good. Uh, no, I think... I mean, that's all from, my, from me. I think... I just love what you've created here, and I love that we, we were able to collaborate, so thank you for that. Yeah, the opportunity is amazing, and such a great experience as well. I love it. <laughs> How does it feel surrendering control to someone else doing a content, and you don't have to edit it? That's a funny thing. Yeah, it's funny because every time, like, if I'm filming and I ask someone a question, I put them on the spot so hard, but I hate being put on the spot. So <laughs> 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 question, I'm like, oh, damn it. Thank you, thank you, man. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah. Well, you flip me off and I put you on the spot. We'll call it even three. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's going to be uh, the theme it. of the episode. Content creators collaborating. The story yeah. being shared and me being flipped off by Phil. No, the, the, Peter, Peter, sorry. Peter. The thumbnail should just be like this. You know, all of us doing this. You know what? Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, fuck it. Hold on. I'm going to take a picture of this. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. We're going to do this right now. Three, two. Ah, shit. Wait. Let me take off the flash. Hold on. Hold on, I can do a serious dead face as well. Serious? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I fucking hate you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, take it all away. Alright, three, two. <laughs> and I don't oh. know if you noticed in our videos, we always do this thing at the end where we're like, we're laughing at... And then we get serious. <laughs> we do it at the end. Yeah. I've noticed... <laughs> oh, I'm gonna send this in the group chat. You have no idea. <laughs> I probably just... You can, I'm going to just say this. You guys can use the picture in your future videos or talk about this. I'm just going to say that right now. You have my full permission to bring this up in a future episode. This <laughs> Dude, we're we're making funny. memories, so it's, it's going to come back. It's going to come back to haunt you and laugh at the same time. Yeah, actually, hey. <laughs> that, so, face, that face, uh, Phil, I'm, make that face. I want to punch that face. <laughs> That's the face I want to punch. That's the face. That's the face. I'll, That's the five dollar hit me in the face <laughs> face. <laughs> Will you be in Edmonton, Sergey? Uh no, unfortunately I won't be there. Um, uh, but I'll definitely have my fingers crossed. My my plan is to be a commentator for Euros next year in Croatia. Croatia. Ooh, Ooh. exciting. So, yeah, that's my main goal and as well as, you know, competing and trying out for Team Mexico. So, we'll see how that goes. 
uh, we don't even know what worlds are going to be in two years. So that's going to be interesting to find out. Phil will be on the ground floor um, to figure that out. <laughs> yep. Give us the goss, Phil. When, when yeah. You get yeah. Oh, wait. AP, are we talking about the next worlds, is it? Yeah. Because we know the next API. That oh, uh, Asia Pacific Invitational is going to be in yeah, yeah, yeah. Malaysia. Ooh, isn't it? Uh, Next year, API. I want to say yes because I know Simon Harrison reached out to me. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If I'm right, I'm right. So yeah, it's okay. I'm not going to cut yeah. it in post. So if you get trolled, you get trolled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that was my interview with Phil and Peter. Thank you so much for hopping on and talking about the Dodgeball Dudes uh, YouTube channel. That was definitely a fun conversation. I think everyone will agree to that. Um, stay tuned uh, for their content. They're going to be covering Worlds. Um, as far as me, I'm just going to stick with the interviews for now. Um, maybe I'll, I'll cover it. Maybe I won't. But stay tuned for my announcement, the announcement of my next guest. So if you've listened up until this point, thank you so much and have a wonderful day.